0: Welcome to another edition of Food, Faith, and Feelings. Brought to you as an educational program under the nonprofit MAMA Scholarship Fund, our program is designed to help you better understand issues related to your physical and mental diet, what you consume that is impacting your head, your heart, and your soul. We are thankful to our business partnership with Paradigm Security and Mr. Rick Strawn for providing this opportunity to come to you we hope to enrich your lives as he has enriched ours. So, my guest again today is Madison Day Giles, soon to be Madison Grove, and that is coming to you in 11/12/22, so next November, almost a year. Yeah. There you go. I'm excited. So, again, uh like I introduced her last time, Madison works for Mana f- since uh, January of this year, 2021. And she provides two services for MANA. One is as a therapist, and she has a special niche with clients that have the spectrum disorder, ARFID, sensory integration. And she also serves as part of our marketing team, helping to put together different events, fundraisers, awareness, uh, podcasts, (laughs) different things like that all the things and um, her family has been very generous to us this year so it's been absolutely a blessing um, on all fronts so so as we were talking uh, Mana has a couple of uh, several different things that are coming up but I thought that it would be kind of cool uh, for people to learn about how Mana has grown since 2005 Wow were you alive Yes, I was in, like, fifth grade, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was I alive? Oh, my God. I'd yeah. be, like, 10 well, right
0: now. Well, <laughs> sometimes I begin to feel like, you know, the granny in the group. Mm. Um, so, Never. yes, 2005, I was working for another organization that actually does not even exist anymore, Alpha Care. Mm. It was run by uh, Ron Braund, who is a, uh, my old boss, uh, a good body, um, and he's still doing a whole bunch of things. Um, for uh, family intergenerational transition in corporations. So he's doing stuff like that. I um, was working for him and there were several different things that made me realize that I wanted to do something different. We were a Christian organization, a Christian counseling center. And I realized that I, when I finished my degree, i did not want to work with eating disorders because that was something that i had lived through i had done and i just i was like been there done that i don't want to do it again however there was a client that came in when i worked at alpha care and she was super sick and 15 years old and i told her the first day that the first meeting i was like listen You're too sick for me because you're gray. You're not really processing things. Your body needs a lot more nutrition. And I just can't do that on an outpatient basis. And so at that point in time, there were not any PHP or IOP levels of care. So I told her that she had to go to the hospital to a residential program. And I said, we can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way. The easy way is you just do what I tell you to do because I've been there. I've done this. I know what this feels like. I know what it looks like. The other way is the hard way, which means you can fight me, but eventually you're going to do it my way <laughs> if you want to continue to see me and live. And live. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so um, fortuitously, I don't know why that word came to my mind. Love it. But I did. It's my $3 word for the day. Um, she came back and the next week and said, okay I'll go wow yeah it was fantastic it was like oh my goodness maybe I do want to work with these people and that was ah, probably the first year that I was working at Alpha Care. and four years later I had met someone that was across the street um, Leslie Cox she was a dietitian still is a dietitian and she and I began a group and we continued we did our individual practices but we also did this group practice together or this group together and from there towards the end of 2005 we began to talk about just doing our own thing she also was a christian and so manna treatment center was born
1: wait did you start as
0: like a support group or was it like a group therapy it was group therapy cool yeah and um some of the clients that i have continued to see even within the last five years were actually original members of that group wow. because if you don't deal with the root cause of your eating disorder it will linger it'll come back however i also believe that you can have and achieve full recovery
1: i do too
0: i do too fully yes so from there we started MANA. Um we created two organizations one was mana treatment center and then the second one was Mana Scholarship Fund. Did you create them at like the same time? We did. Oh, nice. Yes. We actually may not. We may not have. We may have created Mana Treatment Center first. And then this is what happened a girl came into our office, and it was just Leslie and I at that time. And she was so sick, like super thin, super sick, but had already utilized all four of her weeks in uh, higher level of care Mm. and so she really she had already been to residential and she had been in the hospital so there was nothing left for her.
1: And was this was still like 2005-ish? This was 2006. So insurance, did insurance cover eating disorders yet at that point?
0: No. Well it did a little it only only did very very little Mm. very very little and so because there just wasn't enough understanding about them so i called her insurance company i called her her benefits coordinator at her dad's office and lo and behold nobody could do anything and i was so angry mm. that i said screw it i'll pay for it and Mana scholarship fund was born
1: that's where the scholarship started now i, get, now I know
0: well she was not one of our um, recipients because we did start doing more group work Back then, we did actually create an IOP where we were not CARF accredited, but we just did it. And um, so we started, we basically started an IOP and she was in it. And so we continued to work toward developing a scholarship program and uh, MANA Scholarship Fund became official uh, October the 31st of 2006. Wow. So our official. IRS date is coming up next month, so ew ew IRS like the tax people, right? Well, we have you have to apply right. to be a a nonprofit through the IRS. Oh, they're the ones that determine if you're a for profit or a nonprofit. Ooh, so, so you're so going to tell us more about the nonprofit side of it now? Yes. Well, so what I did for ten years was I ran mana treatment. Uh, it went through a couple of transitions. We added on some partners. We changed the name to MANA Treatment and Counseling PC. And I was also running MANA Scholarship Fund at the same time. So I had a full caseload running a nonprofit, generating money, providing, you know, two, three, four scholarships a year, depending wow. on, you know, I, we would run golf tournaments and we ran galas and we ran the. Uh, we ran a race, <laughs> the popcorn <laughs> race. We we've done so much different, th- so many different things. We started the Mana um, Blues and Cues. We we just we did so much stuff because I just had a heart and a passion for helping people at the highest levels of care mm-hmm. get that that treatment because it is so expensive, and if people don't have insurance, then so they can't pay for it. So expensive. So. That is, um, that's kind of how MANA started. And I did that for 10 years. Wow. And then I hit a wall. Oh, no. In 2015. I was like, 2015, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was going crazy. Oh, no. What was happening? I I was going crazy. I was too. You were doing all, were you doing all this by yourself, too? Uh Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I had staff, I had people, but they weren't part of the MANA. So, like, I would have one person that worked for MANA Fund and i tried to do that we tried to do a school-based program which we tr- we've tried all kinds of things and i finally in 2015 i just said never mind because I, I actually tried to sell mana treatment wow. i was going to sell it but then i found out they wanted me to work for them for three years and i was like and and i wasn't getting the type of money that i considered to be fair and mm-hmm. af- what i deserved So I said, never mind, I'm going to combine the organizations because I knew that people that had accredited organizations like a CARF accredited organization and did PHP and IOP made a lot of money. Mm. Most of the time, these organizations are putting the money back into the benefactors who have helped them to start Mm -hmm. and expect a nice return on their investment. But man, is different. We don't do that i have recently likened myself to robin hood <laughs> i take from the rich and i give to the poor
1: <laughs> i love that
0: so <laughs> that's how it should be <laughs> i now so what i did was and it was it was a hard three years well no it was it took us about five years but um to combine them it took five years It to get to a place where through the combination we were successful and i defined successful as being self-sustaining meaning Mm -hmm. we raised as much money as it cost us to run the organization so we started the CARF accreditation process in 2016 and I had one person who told me that she could get us accredited in six months that didn't happen so 18 months later I fired her and then I hired somebody else at Janice Robbins whom we know and Janice got us accredited in two months wow right it's it's she knew her stuff she knew how to get us organized and prepared and we had a phenomenal um, two people that came in and did our review so we were carf accredited and were able to we we have to run we had to run the program the php and the iop for six months in order to be carf accredited which if you're not accepting insurance is very difficult because most people can't just pay for that right so we were all of the donations were going towards getting this organization um, started so we did not for about four years we did not do any scholarships at that higher level of care but that was always our goal my goal to return to where we started Mm -hmm. so uh twenty Seventeen December of 2017 is when we got our first CARF accreditation. And then 2018 was hell. I remember hearing about it. Yes. It was, it started out with just having some uh, employees that were not happy. And I, I honestly was not the best boss. I did not know how uh, I was, my hair was on fire all the time because I was doing so much. And so, um, the beginning that that whole year I lost board members I lost people that worked for me and I said you know what we just got CARF accredited we can do this and so I began to hire different people like Kelsey and um, other people that have been able to help MANA continue to grow and so in 2018 was the worst uh, we were in debt um, 2019. We started getting a little bit better, a little bit more out of debt. Things were growing a little bit better. And then at the end of 2019, I hired Walker Bachman.
1: Ha ha. Our hero.
0: He is amazing. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you that there are two things in this kind of organization that you really need. One is a good biller who really cares. And I had had several people during the this the 2016 to 2018 that that tried but didn't didn't do such a great job. There was six weeks that Walker w- worked for me because he was out of like he didn't have another job, and um, we were the the only month that we were self sustaining was the month that Walker worked for me. Wow, which told me that I should have that I should hire him. Mm-hmm. So I at that time uh, I brought Walker on. And I paid him more than I paid anyone else, including myself. <laughs> and I was like, listen, dude, <laughs> I'm making a huge investment in you. And so the start of 2020, we were in debt. And by September of 2020, we were out of debt 100%. Amazing. It was great. That's amazing. And then by the end of 2020, we had raised enough, enough money to put someone in treatment at the highest level of care so 2020 was just an amazing year for us Mm -hmm. and um so here we are in 2021 that person that we scholarshiped actually went into treatment the Mm -hmm. beginning of this year and then we have been saving money and because of some clients we have decided to do the manna house Tell us what that is.
1: Oh, my gosh. I remember the first day I ever came to Mana when I got hired. And I was like, y'all need a Manna house. Like, what? Y'all just need a house. Like we had so many clients that would come in and they clearly did not have a safe home environment just whether it be just like okay you're not going to be able to grow here or learn therapeutically whatever it is
0: and sometimes people come from one to two hours away yes. every single day yeah they just will the drive, drive one to one and a half hours one way twice and they're sick
1: <laughs> exactly
0: so it's not it's not healthy. We
1: needed something. So I had just come from an addictions facility working there, and there was something called sober living. So I was like, wait, why doesn't eating disorders? Why don't they have like a sober living like
0: for eating disorders? But there was one. Ooh, the Phoenix House. Mm-hmm. Chris Shock, uh, whom I've known for just a few years (laughs) she and I have known each other probably 15 years and she actually started the first Phoenix house and then it, it grew to three houses and this was for people who had similar situations they were coming from residential in fact one of our residential program clients or one of the people we put in resident the residential level of care came through out of the residential program and into the Phoenix house and she helped that person transition into and now she's married and has a baby and she's doing fantastic
1: just success story love those yes so we wanted one of those of our own like a manor house so they don't have to drive two hours four hours technically round trip so they get to stay in a safe place and there'd be someone there supervising them like a nurse or something just to be there so they would have somewhere to be able to develop these skills that we're teaching them and uh, just basically just a safe place to live honestly Um, and stay there until they're able to graduate and I feel like the graduation time would be so much faster just like with our parent IOP program we saw how fast that worked and was successful and I feel like the manor house would be exactly what we need yeah
0: we definitely need it yes so that's what we're doing now we are uh, the rest of 2021 we are raising We've actually got a GoFundMe. We've got, how much do we have savings right now? We've got $17,000 in the bank right now. Mm -hmm. However, today, not only did I receive $500 from a dear friend of mine, but also we've received $7,750 as a complete surprise from the Community Foundation in Atlanta And so now we have over Mm $25,000. And
1: we opened the GoFundMe, what, two months ago, last month? Two months, about two months ago. Two months, yeah.
0: So we will be adding this money to that total. Our goal, in order to really purchase the house, we have to have, as a nonprofit, we have to have 20% down. Mm -hmm. So if we want to have a three- or a four-bedroom house, then we need to have at least Mm $70,000. Which I know some people out there could just write a check. So we're good with that. Write us a check. Yeah. Because once we we purchase the house, then we also have to fill it with beds Mm -hmm. and furniture and food and things like that. And so we are the rest of the year raising funding towards the purchase of the manna house. And so we can start doing that as soon as we have the Mm
1: $70,000.
0: So I challenge you to uh, make a donation to manna.
1: Manna house on go fund me correct Literally, if you just type in manna house uh, there's a link here on facebook there's a link on our website no excuses <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we also so part of what madison's job is also instead of being um, in addition to being a therapist is marketing mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about our upcoming event yes the Mana blues and Cues. It's the um, Manifest Memphis Blues and Cues. I call it the mana Blues and Cues all the time, too. <laughs> so it is at um,
1: Pontoon Brewery in Sandy Springs. So it's, like, right on the border
0: of Sandy Springs, Dunwoody, and Roswell. It is November the 5th. Mm-hmm, it's it's a Friday. Starting at 6 o'clock from 6 to 10. We uh, are looking for uh, barbecue Competitors. Mm-hmm. So we are having a band with Elvis. We are having a barbecue contest and um, unlimited beer. Unlimited beer. <laughs> unlimited barbecue. Yes. Um, all the vendors are going to have tastings. We are. We have a, a judge's choice, and then we have a people's choice. Mm-hmm. And so, if you your your aunt is coming as a celebrity judge, we're hoping. If you see this. better come pressure's on (laughs) so we are seeking out celebrity judges I prefer to have people that um, run or have run uh, restaurants Mm -hmm. we've had um, barbecue I mean uh, football players in the past we've had DJs we've we've had lots of different kinds of people Um, but I'd like to really throw in like Alton Brown anybody know Alton it'd be great um, I did ask Tom Catherall and he said no but if you are listening Tom I'd love to have you seriously uh, Dansby I'm, I'm going to reach out to you on Instagram Note. okay so that's what we have coming up we also are uh, participating in the what's the name of it Georgia Gives Georgia Gives thank you that is the last Tuesday I think in November mm-hmm. we have another uh Part of our staff, Ashton, that is working on that. And we, so we're just doing a lot of different things. We are trying to get out into the community and we would love to continue to provide scholarships. We want to provide this safe residence. And so if you have a heart, um, scholarships for, I mean, uh, sponsorships for our next event are only $500 and you get four free tickets for that. Plus your name gets blown up and it's gonna be put on a t shirt. We've got a really cool t shirt that's coming out of this. Mm -hmm. So we would love your support. We would love your help so that the story of mana can continue Mm -hmm. to grow. We would love to set up another satellite in another part of Atlanta and Big dreams, big goals. See where else it takes us. So anyway, Madison, thank you again. Thank you, Doctor Burnett. Um, oh, find us on Facebook, TikTok, TikTok, yes, Mana for you. I'm on. I'm on TikTok as Mana for you. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. I don't know what else. I don't do YouTube all those
1: soon. Let's just. We've keep got this up. a YouTube.
0: <laughs> anyway, we're out there. Um, we've got other podcasts from years past. So please look us up, figure us out, um, and be a part of the success story so we thank you um madison thanks again for joining me on food faith and feelings and again uh, thanks to rick strawn and paradigm security for giving us this opportunity and don't forget that you can enjoy any of our episodes anytime by visiting business radio x selecting the gwinnett studio and then clicking on food faith and feelings And until next time, I am Dr. Jeannie Burnett, and you've been listening to Food, Faith, and Feelings on Business Radio X.